Let's begin tonight, Colossians 1. Then I want you to go to Romans 12. And then we'll end in Matthew 17. In the midst of Job's affliction, he said, I'm waiting on my change. And aren't you glad tonight that the God of the Bible changes things? I'm glad he changes lives. I'm glad he changes you and I. I'm glad the Bible has said, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. There's been a change in our life. When God steps in, nothing is ever the same. I'm glad that when a man meets God, he doesn't think the same. He doesn't even uh, walk in the same frame of mind. God changes things. I'm glad when somebody trusts Christ, their destiny is changed. They are no longer headed for hell. Praise God, they're headed for heaven. Paul told the church at Corinth, as we look through the glass and behold the face of Jesus Christ, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life, we're changed from glory to glory. I'm glad the God of the Bible changes things. The Jesus of the Bible is the changing Savior. The Holy Spirit of the Bible is the changing Spirit. And I'm glad this book called the Bible changes lives, changes hearts, changes minds. And when you think about that tonight, I want you to think about the threefold change in the life of the Christian. I believe I could say it like this tonight. We have been changed. But I'm glad we are being changed. I hope I'm a better Christian today than I was yesterday. And I hope I'll be a better Christian tomorrow than I am today. So I have been changed. I am being changed. But that ain't a drop in the bucket till I shall be changed. And if you think that first change was something, and if you're enjoying this present change, you ain't seen nothing yet when everything is changed. And I believe these three steps of change in the life of a Christian can be summed up with three words we read in the New Testament that start with the letter T. And tonight I want to give you the difference between translated, transformed, and transfigured. Now all of these words are based in the same root word that means to change. But as these words progress in the Bible, the change is even greater. The change is even more powerful. And these words translated, transformed, transfigured go hand in hand with the phases of the change of the life of a Christian. Those three words, translated, transformed, transfigured, the meaning of those words fit perfectly 
with I have been changed, I am being changed, and I shall be changed. In fact, those three words go hand in hand with what I call the three phases of our complete salvation. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. There is a past tense to our salvation. There is a present tense to our salvation. And there is a future tense to our salvation. There are three New Testament words that I believe glorify that even more. It's the word justification, the word sanctification, and the word glorification. We have been justified, we are being sanctified, and one day we shall be glorified. I believe justification tonight deals with the penalty of sin. When you trust Christ as your Savior, the blood settles it. And you are saved from that moment from the penalty of sin. And as you read your Bible, as you walk in the light, as you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and anoint your life, you're being saved, you're being progressively sanctified, and God is saving you every day, not just from the penalty of sin, but from the power of sin that would bring us down. But I'm glad one day we shall be saved. God's going to take us beyond justification. God's going to take us beyond sanctification. And we're going to experience glorification. Where those that have been justified and being sanctified will be made perfect and glorified and sinless. Praise God. So therefore, if my justification takes care of the penalty of sin and my sanctification from the power of sin, then evidently my glorification will save me from the very presence of sin. Those three tenses, those three words, those three changes go hand in hand with the threefold work of Christ. Hebrews called it the three appearances of Christ. He hath appeared, Jesus doth now appear, and one day he shall appear. Those three appearances go along with the past, present, future work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He hath appeared as our Savior on that cross to taste death. And let me emphasize, for every man. He hath appeared as the Lamb of God, for sinners slain. He hath appeared as a redeemer, a lamb, a substitute, a savior. Praise God. Hath appeared to save you and I from the penalty of sin. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. But I'm glad the Bible said he doth now appear. He is not hanging on a cross tonight. He is not enshrined in a tomb tonight. He doth now appear. Where is he? He doth now appear in glory. 
at the right hand of God the Father, making intercession for us as a great high priest. On the golden altar of Calvary, he was our sacrifice. But now at the golden altar of heaven, he is our great high priest, making intercession for us. What he is doing now through his work of sanctification. But I'm glad tonight he not only hath appeared, he doth now appear, but you've not seen the last of him. Hebrews said he shall appear. And when he shall appear, there is a future appearance of Jesus Christ. Not going to appear on an old cross as a savior, a redeemer. Not to appear at the right hand of God to be a great high priest but to appear in the clouds of glory to receive you and I as not a lamb and not a great high priest, but as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He hath appeared to justify me from the penalty of sin. He doth now appear as my great high priest to sanctify me from the power of sin. But he shall appear as the King of kings and Lord of lords to glorify me and to save me from the very presence of sin. And can you imagine being in a world where there is no sin? Can you imagine being in a world that nothing is there that can defile it or make it the lie? And one day we will be glorified. God will finish what is started in your life. He that hath begun a good work in you, listen to this now, shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Can I get a good hallelujah for the past? Can I get a good hallelujah for the present? And a good hallelujah for the future. Anybody here tonight been justified? Hmm. Anybody here tonight, you and Jesus and the Word of God and the Holy Ghost is being sanctified. And I wonder if there's anybody looking for that day when we shall be glorified. Hallelujah. What I was before I got saved has been washed away by the blood of Christ. And I can live a holy life in a godless world as the Holy Spirit and the Word of God set me apart by God, for God, and to God. But one day, I'm leaving this world of sin and sorrow. And my justification and my sanctification will turn into glorification. For the Lamb that hath appeared and the high priest that doth now appear and the King of kings and the Lord of lords shall appear. I guess I'd say tonight that he changes things. Justification changed everything in your life. What did it change? It changed from a sinner to a born-again, blood-washed, spirit-filled child of the living God. And ladies and gentlemen, God wants to change us today. In a world of fear, in a world of doubt, in a world of depression, in a world of lust, in a world of passion, 
God wants us to be gracious and kind and loving and peaceful and holy. And He can change us into that now through the process of sanctification through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. But you talk about a change. Brother, when this flesh, when this present world falls away, and we stand before Him and we shall see Him like He is, What a change. And I believe that's the change that Job was praying for. If a man dies, shall he live again? Job asked. And I want to say, Jesus said, the answer is yes. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Though the skin worms destroy my body, Job said, yet in my flesh... Shall I see God? And Job said, if it's going to be that good, I'm waiting on my change. Can you imagine the change that's going to take place? You say, what we're going to change? We're going to change addresses. Our bodies shall be changed. God is the changing one who changes things in our life. I'm enjoying this little talk I'm giving. Now let's go to these three T words that expand the change that has taken place, that is taking place, that's going to take place with translated, transformed, and transfigured. I thought about entitling the message tonight, Are You Ready to Ride? Because when you get in God, He's taken you from, He's taken you in, He's taken you away, and one day He's going to take you to. Let's look at these three words tonight. Translated, transformed, and transfigured. Let's look in Colossians chapter number 1 tonight and verse number 13. If you are a believer, if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, Colossians 1.13 has happened in your life. Look what he said, chapter 1, verse 13. Who hath delivered us. Anybody here been delivered? Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and not going to but pass and hath, said with me, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The word translated in that text means to be taken to another realm or to taken, be taken to another environment. You say, what kind of environment? Well, according to verse 13, you were in darkness. Before you trusted Christ, you were in darkness. You were controlled by the power of darkness. Because 2 Corinthians 4 said that the God, Satan of this world, hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. And you remember what Jesus said, men love darkness rather than light. But ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus came into this world, He came to deal with our darkness. 
And he came to bring us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I hear people say all the time, Brother Joe, I don't understand why people do the things they do. They're in darkness. I don't understand why I live like I live before I got saved. You were in darkness. But how many believes tonight when the light of the world and the light of the spirit and the light of the gospel shines into a darkened soul and that darkened soul trusts Christ and his blood for salvation. They're no longer in the darkness, but they're brought out of the darkness into the marvelous light. You know why we don't bow down and worship totem poles tonight? You know why we don't trust the almanac for our salvation tonight? You know why we don't trust in our own goodness and our own merits tonight for salvation? Because God has opened our eyes. We know it's Christ and the blood and the word and the Holy Spirit. And tonight I'm not living or controlled by the power power of darkness, I have been translated, I have been brought up, I have been brought out, and tonight I'm not staggering like a blind man in the darkness headed to a devil's hell, but I'm stepping into light, I'm walking in the light, I'm a children of light, I got light in me, I have been translated... Well, glory, literally lifted out of one world of darkness into the world or the environment or the realm of light. And I tell you tonight, education won't do that for you. Good works won't do that for you. Keeping the Ten Commandments won't do that for you. Being a good neighbor won't do that for you. But when you realize you are a sinner, by the way, when the light shines, you won't have any problem realizing or admitting you are a sinner. And when you admit you're a sinner and side with God against yourself and trust nothing but the blood of Christ and the blood of Christ alone, you are taken out of that darkness. You are lifted out of that darkness and you're translated, you are dug up and placed in a new environment, not one of lostness, not one of rebellion, not one of darkness, but you are living in the light. You know why you pray? Because you're in the light. You know why you trust God? You're in the light. You know why you're happy in the soul? Because you're in the light. You know why you know you're going to heaven when you die? Because you're not in the darkness. You've been translated out of the darkness into the kingdom of light and the kingdom of God's dear Son. So therefore you have been translated Amen. You're looking at a bunch of transplants tonight. You say, what do I mean? We were in the kingdom of darkness, which is the kingdom of death. But God brought us up, and God brought us out, and God brought us in, 
and were in the light. I felt like singing a Hank Williams. Praise the Lord, I saw the man. I'm glad I am not lost tonight on my way to hell. I'm glad I'm not some in some religion worshiping a man. I'm glad I'm walking in the light, trusting Christ as my Savior. I have been justified. I have been forgiven of the penalty of my sin. My past has been erased. The darkness is over and the death is over and the doom is over. I am in the light. How do you get there? I got translated. God took me out of the darkness and placed me into the light. And now I'm living over here in the light. And I'm not living over there in the darkness. I have been translated. Now come to Romans chapter number 12. Now that I'm in this kingdom of God. I'm in this kingdom of light. I'm in this kingdom of holiness. Because I'm not here anymore. I'm here now. Something is expected of me. I have a power, I have an ability, I have a potential to be something now that I'm here that I did not have the power, the potential to be over here. And I believe we got a lot of people trying to be a spirit-filled Christian, trying to be a Christian, honoring God with their life, but they can't never succeed at it because they're still over here. In darkness, because they've never been saved, regenerated. Let me use my T word, translated. They're still caught up in their man-made philosophy, their man-made religion. They're doing their best to try to appease and live for God. They're trying their best to do the things a Christian ought to do. But because they live here, they don't have the power or the potential or the ability to do that because they're still in darkness. Hmm. But when they get translated, they get in a kingdom, they get in a world, they get in a place Now they have the ability to do something and to please God and to walk with God. For God, after he translates them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, takes bad people and makes them good, God's just beginning. Because he wants to do more than translate them. He wants to transform them. He wants to do more than just put them in this new world. He wants to make them like this new world. For if he took somebody out of this world and put them in this world, they didn't have the ability to live in this world. They would be a misfit. So God saves, God delivers, God brings them, translates them out of the darkness, puts them in this world. And now all of a sudden, they have the ability to be what they never had the ability to be before. 
Because God's going to do more than take them bad, make them good. God's going to take them good, make them better. Because he's going to do more than translate them. He's going to transform them. Let me say it like this tonight. God wants you to do more than claim to be saved. God wants you to live like you're saved. God wants you to do more than claim the title of Christian. God wants you to live out, flesh out every day of your life the treasures of a Christian. And here's how it's happened. Come to Romans chapter number 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Watch your Bible now. Say it with me. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I saw this. The transforming is in the same text as the conforming. What does conforming and transforming have in common? Well, that word conformed, it means to be changed by outside pressure. The word picture here is being in a mold. If you've ever done any pottery work, you know what a mold is. You've seen liquid poured into a mold, and that mold squeezes and pushes and conforms, and that liquid takes on the shape of being pressured from the outside. Boy, is not the world working overtime to put pressure on the children of God. Trying to conform us, make us like them. But ladies and gentlemen, we're not to be conformed to this world. We're not to let the world squeeze us into its mold. I am not to let this outside world dictate to me how I live, how I raise my family. Amen. I'm not to conform. I'm not to change to the world by outside pressure moving inside. Well, you say, what's this between conformed and transformed? Well, conformed means to be changed from outside pressure, mm, like a mold. But transformed is being changed from an inside presence. Conformed is changed from the outside, trying to work inside, and it never goes that far. But transformed is changed from the inside and it always shows up on the outside. Conformed is the world changing you like them. Transformed is God changing you like Him. Honey, if you'll get a hold of that, that'll change your Christian life. If you will get a hold of that, It'll change your Christian life. Conformed is the world changing you for the bad. 
transformed is God changing you for the good. The world is trying to conform us to be like them, but God is transforming us from the inside out that we might be like him. And you can't get transformed till you get translated. You can work, you can strive, you can plan, you can sweat, you can endure, hold on. But you're going to always be right there until you get translated over here. But when you get translated over here, the Holy Spirit comes in and the light comes in and the Lord Jesus comes in and power comes in and anointing comes in. Well, glory. And what could never happen on the outside, now God is doing on the inside. Boy, I hope you're getting that. Man, I hope you're getting that. Some of you looking at me like the lights ain't on yet. Oh, I hope you're getting that. Transformed. God, now you got to wake up to get it, though. God wants to do more than take you out of darkness and put you in the light. He wants the light to shine in you and through you and do more than be conformed by the world, but transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. So when I got saved, God translated me. And after he translated me, he's transforming me. Not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And he's making me more like Jesus every day. I'm glad there is transformation through the process of sanctification. God wants to transform by the renewing of your mind, God wants to take that person that he has saved and he wants to sanctify them. He wants to do more than make you a child of the king. He wants you to live like a child of the king. He wants to do more than give you a Krispy Kreme. He wants you to experience the Krispy Kreme. God wants to translate us from sin to salvation, from rebellion to obedience, from heaven to hell, from darkness to light. And then when you get translated, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God work inside and they transform. He produces the godly life, the Christ-like life through you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So God is in the translation business and then the transfiguring business. But we got one more. Come to Matthew chapter number 17. Just when you think being translated is good and just when you think being transfigured Formed is good. Let's get a hold of this transfigured. And I thought it was amazing that the Holy Spirit saved this one for the life of Christ. 
Matthew chapter 17, this is what we call the transfiguration of Christ. When he, Peter, James, and John went on the mount, and the Bible said in chapter 17, and verse number 2, Let's just read verse number 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring them up to a high mountain apart. Say it with me now. And he was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with them. And by the way, Mark records it, Luke records it, and you say, well, what does that big word mean, the transfiguration of Jesus? You ready? I can sum it up like this. He stood before them in his glorified body like he's going to stand before us when we see him in glory. So that tells me something. Transfiguration hasn't happened to you and I yet, but it will, but it will. When God translates a sinner out of darkness into light, he justifies him and saves him from the penalty of sin. And then when he gets him in the kingdom of light, he fills him with the Spirit, and he fills his mind with the Word of God, and he sanctifies him from the power of sin because he transforms him from the inside out. But when it is all said and done, those that have been translated and those that have been transformed one day is going to get the glorification. The ultimate perfection of God's saving plan. And they will do more than just change environments. They will do more than just change the way they think, the way they act, the way they talk. It will even change the way they look. That translation, that transformation does not deal with the body. It deals with the mind and the heart and the spirit and the soul. But this transfiguration deals with the body. Because when Jesus was transfigured before them, he was shining. He was glowing. He was brighter than the sun in its strength. And he literally stood before them in a glorified form like one day we will see him in glory. And no wonder Simon Peter popped up and said, this is good. And this is good for us to be here. And can you imagine this prophetic little glimpse of the future? When Jesus was glorified, transfigured before them, the Old Testament saints were there. Moses, Elijah. The New Testament saints was there. Peter, James, and John. And the center of attraction was Jesus, the glorified Christ. 
You say, what are you getting at? Jesus is coming someday. And those of us that have been justified and we're being sanctified, one day will be glorified. The Jesus that hath appeared as a Lamb of God to save us from our sin, that doth now appear to be our great high priest to make intercession, shall appear as the King of kings and Lord of lords, and justification and sanctification will be pushed in the third gear, and it will be glorification. And we'll be more than saved from the penalty of sin and the power of sin, but from the very presence of sin and the Old Testament saints will be there and the New Testament saints will be there and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be the center of attention because we shall be transfigured God changed my mind aren't you glad he did Aren't you glad you think a different way? God changed my heart. God changed my soul. God changed my spirit. But there's something else that brings me down. But God's going to change that too. That body. This robe of flesh. You say, have you got any scripture about the future change that God's going to do more than change our mind, change our heart, change our soul, change our... What do you mean, preacher? Our bodies are going to be... Really, we're going to be changed? We can't go to heaven like this or we'd make it hell. I can't take this mind. I can't take this old heart. I can't take this old flesh to heaven. I turned it into hell when I got there. So the one that God translated out of the darkness into the light, and he's working on him to transform him and make him more like Jesus, one day he's going to do more than translate him, transform him. He's going to transfigure him. Going to change him completely out of a body of sin and death to one of perfection. And absolute holiness. Because I have been justified. I'm being sanctified. And glory to God one day. I will be glorified. You say, well, I, I like a preacher to have some scripture. I think you ought to really back up what you say with scripture. I'm glad you brought that up. You ready? First Corinthians chapter number 15. Look at verse 51. In verse 52, Brian, put that up there so they can see it. They don't have to turn. Look up there. There it is. And by the way, them screens is Schofield King James. Say amen right there. You ready? 1 Corinthians 15, 51, 52. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised and corruptible. And just the double emphasis, and we shall be changed. 
Not just a change of mind, not just a change of heart, but this flesh, this glorified body changed. You say, well, Brother Joe, two is okay, but if you got one more like a little chair to go on top of my Sunday, I just happen to have another. Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter 3, notice what it says tonight in verse number, is it verse number 21, 22? Put that up there for me, Brother Brian. You ready? Read it with me now. Who shall do what? Change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. If he said it one time, that was enough. If he said it twice, that's enough. But now he's done said it three times. We shall be changed. Because when you get translated, you get justified. When you get transformed, you're being sanctified. And one day you shall be changed and you will be transfigured, glorified. You say, but I need a little more scripture. Well, let me just quote one. Behold, what manner of love hath the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And beloved, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So therefore, I know I'm going to be transfigured. Because if I see him in his glorified body, and I'm going to be like him, I'm going to have one too. You say, Brother Joe, what is it like to have a glorified body? I don't know, I ain't got one yet. But I know this, it's one without sin. It's one without pain. It's one without heartache. And it's one without death. Because I have been translated. I am being transformed. And one day I shall be transfigured.